Cirrus's tiny mind was going a mile a minute. She suddenly reached up and touched her hair and felt no headband in it. Little Cirrus, full of cries, screamed and cried and moaned. Daddy, it's my favorite headband. We just can't go home. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Joshua David Ling, and I'm a storyteller. This is a guided tour of my worlds of fiction and the way God uses providence to tell the greatest story of all. Today on the show, Guardians of Atlanta 2, The Headband. Hello once again, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. I've just noticed that I didn't actually have certain things going, but that's how you, that's what happens when you do it live. But I really enjoy the live aspect of this. It gives me uh, more confidence that I am performing rather than just, you know, really polishing something up. I want it to be polished and I want to get better at it. And I noticed some popping that was going on with the music last time i changed my cable out hopefully that helped i'm not really sure but uh yeah we are live right here on podbean you can check us out at uh, joshuadavidling.podbean.com mondays and thursdays at noon check us out on your lunch break if you have one so today on the show we're going to be doing the headband now uh the headband is a, st- a part of the the Cirrus Jones narrative that originally was just a bonus uh, story. Uh, it was a bonus chapter that I I gave was I gave out with some of my other stories, but it has made its way into the main narrative after I kind of restructured a few things a little while back. Um, it is a th- one of the main reasons for doing that uh, was actually responding to doctrinal questions that came out after the uh, the prophecy. I briefly touched on it in last Monday's uh, podcast, and that was that, you know, people who are cessationists when it comes to gifts, uh, spiritual gifts, they believe that, you know, the gifts have ceased and that sort of a thing. They, um, they sometimes go a little too far, I think, but also I think continuationists go way too far most of the time. So I, I kind of like trying to walk that line anyway, but just for those who are cessationists, no, I don't think it's the norm that an angel shows up and tells a dad that his girl's going to have superpowers. That's why we wrote a story about it. Um, and of course, I mean, a story is supposed to be realistic, but it's also supposed to be unrealistic just enough to really kind of catch the eye of someone while staying true to its own internal uh, reality. Also on top of that, the other thing, the main thing I kind of wanted to get get by is Cirrus is your basic SBC, you know, Southern Baptist Convention evangelical. She's not, you know, some kind of super reformed person like the people I hang out with, but she has a very basic and biblical faith. Um, and I think if you believe that this kind of thing is within the realm of what you maybe even expect. And I wanted to thematically show that, not not you know literally, but but like thematically show that. Um, I never mentioned that she's SBC. I never mentioned the specific uh, denominational you know ties of any of the characters. I might with William at some point, but that's that's you know that's a whole other thing. So 
within the story itself, I don't ever talk about that, but it is a major point to this whole situation. And, and a major thing that I'm trying to get across in the story is each of our individuals on the team comes from essentially a different faith background. And I, I think that that in and of itself makes the team dynamic and gives a sense of realism for how they feed off each other. Um, and not all of them are Christian. One of them isn't. Um, and we'll get into that another time. Uh, also, I just really love little wacky girls. And I, when I say love, I mean I am entertained by their goofiness. I think back to Lilo from Lilo and Stitch and my own daughter, Hazel, uh, and how they're imagination tends to be so much more strange and wacky and they put things together you would never think of um you know and 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 tie things together to make them make sense boys do this too but i find that boys are a little bit more literal and girls are more a little more metaphorical especially at a young age and so you get these weird philosophical connections and things my, my daughter when she's afraid of the dark or something in the bedroom she refers to it as a dark light which in and of itself is a weird oxymoron it's very very strange so um i just wanted to do a little bit of that in the story also i always thought that the idea of reed jones and his wife emily raising a daughter with power uh should be talked about you know not just uh dealing with power when it happens but how strange it would be explaining all of what they've already been through to a little girl and i wanted to get into that a little bit as well last major important thing in the original version of this story there was not a lot of connection between cirrus and a character we're going to be encountering connor murdoch um and I felt like there should be more for what happens later on in the story. There should be more of a connection and we should feel that with them. So that being said, uh, for those of you who are interested in seeing the motion comic right now, which is unreleased to the public, you can sign up for our email list at joshuadavidling.com. If you sign up for our email list, scroll down to the bottom of the page, type in your information, you will get an email to a special super secret download page with a YouTube link, uh, unlisted YouTube link to our second motion comic, The Headband. Our third motion comic will be coming out soon. Then number two will be released to the public and you will get number three before anyone else. So please check that out. I kind of moved accidentally here, my personal notes till sort of the end, and I, I just want everyone who is listening to this to pray for me for this week in particular. I have two Bible conferences, uh, Christian conferences that I'm going to be a part of this weekend, and I'm going to be driving a lot, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I am mostly helping with uh, putting them on, technical aspects and that sort of a thing. But I also want you to pray for that these conferences go well. One is the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Franklin, Tennessee. And then the other is the On James conference. I don't remember exactly the title, but it is Jeremy Volo, who will mainly be presenting for that one. And we will be doing it live from Grace Community Church in Dawsonville, Georgia. If you haven't checked those out, look them up. And I would love to see you there. I will not be at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. I wish I could be, um, but I will be running uh, remote uh, stream related stuff for that. 
So I want to thank everyone for listening to this part of the podcast, and we will go ahead and get into our story. Finally, the headband, chapter two of the Guardian of Guardians of Atlanta. Five years later in Alpharetta, the Joneses home in town. At Canaan Baptist Church, Sunday school had come in from the playground. It was time for the parents to come and pick up all of their young kids. Reed rolled into pickup Cirrus and was met with a hug and a kiss. But then her spastic little girl demeanor turned sour in a flash. Her chin jutted out in a frown and into a complaint she did splash. Can you believe it, Daddy? Five-year-old Cirrus whined. They said our angel's not in the Bible, but I told them you saw him shine. Reed, Reed sighed and thought about how to explain why they couldn't just go spreading that tale. But any way he thought to explain it turned out to be a big fat fail. And Ezekiel's even a book in the Bible. Yes, but that one was a prophet. And I told you the angel didn't tell me his name. Cyrus, you should probably drop it. Just because we call him that, because I have a feeling that's his name, doesn't mean you should go telling everyone about it. They'll think it's just a game. Just because I know what I saw doesn't mean it makes sense. And it doesn't matter if other people believe it. You don't have to be so intense. Sirius's tiny mind was going a mile a minute. She suddenly reached up and touched her hair and felt no headband in it. Little Sirius, full of cry, the little Sirius, full of fright, screamed and cried and moaned. Daddy is my favorite headband. We just can't go home. Sirius, you've lost these things before. They always turn up again. Just then, a little head peeked round the Sunday school doorway's bend. The little boy hunched his back, and his mom behind him said, I think Connor has something for you, Cyrus, and he won't ever take it again. The little boy inched his way toward the prissy girl. She held out the missing headband. Cyrus took it and twirled. She exclaimed as she spun around. Well, why'd you take it, Connor? Tell me, tell me now. You were playing with all the kids, and I just felt left out. I was too scared to talk to you, so I took your headband out. All you had to do was ask if I would be your friend. Connor asked that very day, and their friendship had no end. Thank you all for listening very much. Please go check out joshuadavidling.com. For more information and for updates on our motion comics, as well as our live podcast and everything else we've got going. Thank you all so, so much. And we'll see you next time.